Kumar and welcome to the Curiosity Project. Okay, so, as you can probably tell, uh, I am in another car. Um, we are doing a Talking Cars episode again today. And bloody hell is it cold. My God, is anybody listening? Well, I know, I know that there are people listening who are based in London, but bloody hell, is, you guys, <laughs> are you guys okay? It is very, very cold right now. What is the temperature? Hang on, let's have a look. Six degrees. You know what? That that has been very, very warm recently. Bloody hell, I'm just going to take some water. Hang on. Oh, good Lord. Extremely cold. I've just been sitting in the car now for about five or ten minutes, uh, warming up. Feeling is now returning to my hands. You know, you know what I need? I need some decent driving gloves. So I've been using these gloves recently from... Uh, one of my favourite brands, Suit Supply. Um, they're these leather leather gloves, really nice with like a cashmere lining, uh, which are good winter gloves, smart winter gloves, but they also work very well as driving gloves, but I need some proper driving gloves. Um, do you guys have any recommendations? Are there any brands that you recommend I should check out? I'd love to hear from you. You know, just go over to the website, curiositypproject.co.uk and reach out to me through there. I'd love to hear from you guys. I think that'll be absolutely fantastic. Anyway, once we've gotten past the the cold, um, I am in the... I don't know if the brand is called Hyundai or Hyundai, because I've, I've heard a lot of US car reviewers pronounce it as Hyundai, and I'm going to have to defer to them. So I'm going to... I'm going to appeal to both camps. I'm probably going to be switching between Hyundai and Hyundai. But anyway, I am in the Hyundai Ionic 5, uh, which, as you know, we've been doing a series now uh, about alternative fuel technologies and uh, EV technology, electric vehicles. Um, we've done the Polestar 2, uh, which is a beautiful, beautiful car. Uh, but now we are doing Hyundai. Now this should be quite fascinating because I'm I'm in the car right now. Um, but w- this is also going to have a part two uh, where I'm going to be talking to a few guys in uh, Hyundai um, that were involved in designing this vehicle and making the vehicle, um, and or just general experts on the alternative fuel technologies that Hyundai are currently making. I mean, one thing I found out fairly recently is, uh, uh, and I I don't know if I'm entirely accurate in this, but I think Hyundai is the second largest car manufacturer in the world, which I think in the UK for for us is quite quite unusual because, you know, Hyundai isn't really a car manufacturer that you see, you know, a ton of in the UK. Um, You know, you see a lot of Toyota, you see a lot of these other brands, a lot of German vehicles as well, you know, the Mercedes, the BMW, the, we see a lot of Ford as well in the UK. Uh, but from what I understand, outside of the UK, Hyundai's are everywhere. Absolutely fantastic. So that was really interesting to know. Now, I haven't really been terribly interested in a lot of the stuff that Hyundai's come out. I know they've come out with the Ionic, which I think is a... Um, I'm not entirely sure if it's a full EV, but I do know that it's a plug-in hybrid, um, which is very, very popular. Um, so I don't want you to co- uh, to uh, confuse the Ionic with the Ionic 5. Very, very different class of vehicle here. Um, so, as I mentioned in my Polestar 2 episode, um, I have been extremely interested in electric vehicles, and I think that that requires no explanation, right? Obviously, there's been a lot of legislation put in place, both in the UK and globally, about car, uh, about the legislation that's been put in place for car manufacturers to essentially make a switch very, very quickly. And in most circumstances, it's kind of before 2030, um, where car manufacturers, uh, internal combustion engines are now being banned, essentially. Um, and you know, the brands, companies like the Daimlers of the world, like, you know, uh, Hyundai's or Hyundai's, you know, like these kind of, you know, Volkswagen Group, all of these guys, they need to make a switch and they need to make it very, very quickly if we are going to stay below that 1.5 degree 
climate shift, which is what was being discussed at COP26. Uh, whether or not that was a success uh, can be debated, and today we are not here to debate that. That is for another conversation. Um, but Hyundai are doing one hell of a job. So first and foremost, I'm sat in the car. Uh, I would step out the car, but I, I don't want to die of, frost, of frostbite. I do not want to do that. Um, so I'm very, very warm, very comfortable in this very, very nice environment. But first and foremost, I just, I just want to mention a few things uh, about this particular car. So I'm just going to get the, uh, the little press free. So the one in particular that I'm in is the Ionic 5 premium 73 kilowatt hour all-wheel drive vehicle to load option. This is a twin motor all-wheel drive. Um, max power is 305 PS. Uh, I'll tell you one thing, it feels a lot more than that. Um, we'll get onto that in a bit though. But this is a pretty fully kitted out vehicle, as far as I understand. And I have to say, probably, I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kind of save you guys some time. I love this car. I absolutely love this car. In fact, I have really been thinking about purchasing one. Just let that sit in for a second. I am thinking about buying one of these cars. I am absolutely in love with the thing. I've really been trying very, very hard and I have put, I've done a lot of testing in this car. And I've really been trying to find some very big gaping holes in this vehicle. And I have found some faults, um, which we'll get into a bit later. But, my God, this is one hell of a package. And, and this is the kind of stuff, this is the vehicle that makes me excited for the future. It makes me, and not only for myself, but for everyone else. One of the phrases that I use fairly often is electric cars are democratizing performance and luxury. The bang for buck that you get is quite extraordinary for an electric car. Not only are you being good for your biosphere, for your environment, but you know, not only are you being a responsible driver in that respect, but you are getting so much for your money. It is unbelievable. You know, and I gave the example before with the example between the Volvo XC40 and the Polestar 2, which were essentially built on the same uh, chassis, I guess you could call it. I don't know if they use chassis anymore, but, you know, we'll kind of use that for the sake of semantics. You know, they are fairly comparable in price, but in my opinion, you are just getting so much more bang for buck, both aesthetically and driving experience and technology-wise, in form of the Polestar 2. Now the Ionic 5 sits in a very interesting category. Now the 5, from what I understand, stands for five-seater, okay? This is a very, very nice five-seater car. This is not five, you know, you know like those properties that you get that are, that are three and a half bedroom, and that half a bedroom is kind of like the closet that Harry Potter uh, lived in. No, this is a proper five-seater. This is a very comfortable five-seater. It's extremely wide. We're gonna get into the spaciousness of the cabin and stuff like that. But this is a very, very nice car, and it sits in an interesting category with other EV vehicles. I think the Polestar 2, I'd like to include that in there. The Volkswagen ID4, which I haven't been able to have an experience with as of yet, but heard good things about. Um, the Ford Mac-E or E-Mac, the Mustang E-Mac, which I will be having some experience with very soon, so stay tuned for that. And I think we could also include the Lexus 300e in this category as well. And of course, we've also got the Kia EV6, which I will also be having some experience with very, very soon. Anyway, very interesting category. Um, had, an ex had some experience with a little bit, not a lot of experience, but I'm extremely impressed. Now, first and foremost, this is probably the best looking electric vehicle I have ever come across. This literally, okay, so the way that I can describe this to people is I can say that this reminds me of the Cybertruck by Tesla. Oh, also, I want to include in that category, you know, the Tesla Model Y uh, is also a car that would be in this kind of crossover range. This is a crossover vehicle. 
Uh, I try not to talk too much about Tesla. I think, you know, Tesla are, you know, by all accounts, particularly in the US, I don't know if they are in Europe as of yet, uh, but they are the market leaders when it comes to electric vehicles. So that's kind of the gold standard that I compare these vehicles to. I try not to talk too much about them because it's interesting to see what these other uh, companies are now coming out with. Um, but anyway, um, this car reminds me of the Tesla Cybertruck, the way that it looks. It's very angular. It looks like kind of what, if, if Back to the Future was made today and we weren't using a DeLorean anymore, yeah, I genuinely believe that the car that goes to the future would look very similar to this. This is one of the coolest looking cars and actually one of the biggest reasons why I'm genuinely uh, considering buying one of these cars. Absolutely love it. I think it's very cool. It's very interesting. It really is a slice of the future. From what I understand, Hyundai or Hyundai uh, released a concept picture at the Frankfurt Motor Show in 2019. Uh, and that was a concept vehicle that they released. And from what I understand, they changed that car very, very little. Absolutely fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I love it. I hate it when these car manufacturers come out with pictures uh, of their concept vehicles and a car comes out and looks absolutely nothing like the car. You know, I don't know. I think that's just a little misleading, but whatever. Um, you know, and I think Hyundai did a really great job in not changing that concept vehicle too much. So, the design kind of from what I understand of this particular car, it comes from, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to start the car. Let, let, let's, let, let's start, let's start driving because I think I'm warm enough now. You know, let's not take the mic. So, you know, listen, I don't need to bang on about this, you know, totally, totally silent. Um, you know, the, the, the drive is just a dream. I mean, electric cars are quite notoriously firm strung and from what I understand that's primarily uh, down to the weight of the vehicles they 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 essentially need to be quite firm they need to be otherwise they're just gonna roll around a bit too much and I, I don't know how heavy this car is but generally speaking these kind of cars they're 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 they're, they're, they're knocking around the kind of two-ton range so we're not talking about a light nimble vehicle but the ride is beautiful. One of the things that every passenger that I've had in this car, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's the other half, whether it's the in-laws, whatever it might be, um, have all commented the same thing. The ride is surprisingly smooth. Now I kind of jest a little bit and I joke and I say, well, it's down to the driver and whatnot. And, but, but really that, you know, it, it really is the car. The, the, the suspension is set up really, really quite beautifully. Just let this vehicle go. You know, it's really quite interesting. You give, you give, you give drivers way, and they just, no one seems to say thank you. I mean, uh, anyway. <laughs> one of the problems of living in London seems nobody, nobody likes to say thank you. You know, it's a very rare, very rare opportunity that you come across that. Anyway. So, you know, very, very impressive drive, I have to say, just off the bat. You know, yes, you do feel the road, and I like that connection that you have with the road. I don't like, you know, unless you're, unless you're in a Rolls Royce or something like that, where you want that magic carpet ride. Generally speaking, I like to feel the road. I think it's quite nice. It definitely connects you uh, with the driving experience, particularly with, with a lot of these vehicles that have, or all vehicles now, that have, um, you know, electric. Uh, electric power steering instead of the old hydraulic systems where you don't really feel a lot of the connection to the driving experience at least that ride is firm enough where it's very comfortable um, but at the same time keeps you very well connected to the road you feel the road you understand what's happening and everything's kind of great now I want to kind of just really quickly go back um, uh, to the to the outside of the vehicle because the outside is truly truly a stunning stunning thing i absolutely love it um there seems to be this interesting ethos uh in the design of this particular car 
so we've we've got this this idea of a of a parametric pixel okay so a pixel not not the phone the google pixel but an actual pixel so like the little squares it is everywhere on this car and it's really really interesting i i don't know why they've chosen to feature the pixel so heavily across this vehicle i'm not complaining i think it looks unbelievable i absolutely love it and i'm very much looking forward to talking to the guys at hyundai and understanding what they were thinking during the uh, the design of this vehicle i think it will be absolutely fascinating um because i i i love it it looks like a technology product it doesn't you know we are we are moving far far away from the kind of bog standard boxy design um of cars which is very 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 interesting to me uh, they have designed this particular car just like a technology product and i think it's very very cool so we've got this pixel design that is featured on these unbelievable u-shaped headlights which are just they're kind of recessed under this wraparound bonnet which features these beautiful character lines across the front of it very very nicely done and instead of having and when i mean wraparound bonnet i mean it doesn't have this clamshell kind of thing where it kind of opens up from the middle you know instead it's this kind of whole the whole front of the car is the bonnet it's very very fascinating very interesting beautiful piece of you know unique design as far as i'm concerned um, and from what I understand, actually, a lot of the design is based off of the original uh, Hyundai Pony, uh, which, fun fact, uh, was the first ever production vehicle ever created by Hyundai. Absolutely brilliant. Love it. Uh, and actually, uh, if you guys go online and type in Hyundai Pony um, EV concept, oh, I mean, you need to find out where I can buy one of those, and I am totally, totally going to put down the dosh for that. That is very, very cool. I don't know why it reminds me of like, of like an interceptor, like a Jensen interceptor. It kind of reminds me of that. I really, really do like it. You know, it's kind of that old, like seventies uh, thing. I'm just going to pick something up from the floor. There we go. Hang on. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, as I was saying, you know, very, very cool design. Absolutely love it. Um, you know, and everything about the car is just very cool. All the way down to the wheels. The wheels are very, very interesting. They kind of look like a digital illusion. It, 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 it almost looks like some kind of matrix illusion going on. Very fascinating. You've got these beautiful character lines that run down the side of the car, almost giving it this you know, a chaotic look of being slightly crumpled, but it's not crumpled at all. Um, again, very much reminding me of that angular uh, geometric design of the Cybertruck. The particular car that I have has got this beautiful matte grey paint job, which just sets it off to a different level. Truly, it is very, very um, sporty, very sporty, very premium. Uh, I cannot, everyone has said, they cannot believe that this is a Hyundai. They just cannot believe it. It's really just jaw-dropping. And, and I think vehicles like this are going to be giving other brands a very interesting challenge. Very, very interesting challenge because, you know, I'm kind of just driving along right now and I'm seeing a Volkswagen. I've got a Mazda in front of me. I've got a I mean, Peugeot are doing interesting things with DS. Um, uh, is that Peugeot? No, that's that's Renault, I think. Sorry, I'm just uh, that's a bit um, confused. But anyway, people are doing interesting things. But I think that cars like this are going to be very, very fascinating, generally speaking, because they are now asking other brands to step their game up, and they're also going to allow consumers, purchasers, to look at cars like the Ionic Five and say, "Hang on a second. I want a car that looks as good, if not better, than something like this. It's going to allow people to, re to request and demand more from car manufacturers. So I cannot tell you how much I love that. Um, but yeah, you know, even, even, even the side mirrors have kind of got this pixel thing going on. It's, it's really just a huge theme. 
The one thing that I do love, though, is car manufacturers like the Polestar, t uh, uh, like the Polestar 2, uh, and I think the Kia EV6 also has this kind of uh, feature where it's this wraparound light bar on the back of the car. Fascinating. But Hyundai have kind of done something a bit different. Now, they do have a pixelated light bar at the back, which is just absolutely killer. You know, as someone who grew up in the 90s, you know, I remember, you know, all these games and stuff like that. Really, really cool. And it just reminds me of like an old Game Boy. Really brings back these nostalgic feelings. Absolutely love it. Um, but uh, Hyundai have also put this really interesting light feature at the front of the car. Now, I don't know how much of a, of a difference it actually makes with regards to the uh, drivability of the car, the, the visibility of the car, but good God, you know, does it look, does it look absolutely fantastic? You know, when the car is on at night, it just looks like this kind of extraterrestrial, you know, UFO. It looks like a spaceship. Really, really beautiful, beautiful piece of design. Once again, you know, really, really very, very big well done on, on, on that. I'm sorry, this very just had a bus over there. Very, very tight that was. But anyway, uh, sorry guys, just having a bit of a uh, bit of madness right now actually. Anyway, so yeah, you know we got all these really beautiful kind of design features and stuff like that. Uh, now the fascinating thing for me with the with the uh, Hyundai. And this will kind of then kind of transition into my thoughts on the interior, which I'll, again, I'll just kind of, you know, cut a long story short. I love the interior. I obviously have a couple of tripes here and there, but whatnot, but you know, listen, nothing's perfect. Um, now the Polestar 2, as I said, was built as many electric cars are on a pre-existing platform, okay? So for example, the Polestar 2 is, bought on this, is built on the same platform as its petrol, and as its internal combustion and hybrid cousin, the Volvo XC40. Now, the Hyundai is the first car from Hyundai. Uh, the Ionic 5 is the first car from Hyundai to essentially be built on its own unique platform, on its own chassis, okay? And this is called the eGMP, okay? I, I, I'm pretty sure it stands for Electric Global Modular Platform. Um, intro, it's a bit of a mouthful, uh, but do bear with me, okay? Now, this particular platform um, is the center of some of the things that I absolutely love about the car. Now, number one, it really helps with the space in the cabin. Now, the cabin is the most airy and spacious cabin I've ever sat in. Now, this particular car does not have a panoramic roof, and I'm absolutely shocked. Now, as you guys know, I'm a big guy. I'm around six foot four. Um, you know, small cars don't work well for my sciatica, okay? <laughs> they, they, they do not work well for me. Um, however, this feels so airy and so spacious. It's very... I, I, I would like to say that the cabin is sparse. It's definitely got that kind of minimalist vibe going on with it. But... The way that it's built with this kind of interesting modularity within the cabin is very, very interesting. I really like it. The, the, the kind of center console is almost like a floating console. It's, it's, it, it gives you this ability where the driver and the passenger have this interesting opening where it's all open. You know, everything is just open. You know, the, the seats at the front recline all the way back. They actually rec recline flat, almost like, like a Maybach or something like that, or some kind of, you know, very, very luxurious, very luxurious vehicle. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful setup. Um, and, in, and I don't know if this is available on all of the models. I'm just checking if it's available on mine. I don't think it is. But that some of them actually have a little ottoman uh, that kind of kicks out on the bottom. Uh, very, very cool. Very, very cool. So you can recline all the way back. A little, a little, uh, a little leg rest will pop out from under the chair. So I, from what I understand, when you're charging the vehicle, you can recline all the way back, relax, chill out, 
everything's fine. I actually did this recently. So I took the car on a very long uh, journey, about 150 miles there or thereabouts, which in the UK is a very long. If you're in the US, that's probably just a trip to the, uh, to the shops. <laughs> um, and uh, on the way back, I had to charge up the car. I reclined the seat all the way back, took out my uh, e-reading tablet. Uh, I've recently been using the Remarkable uh, 2 tablet, which is unbelievable. Um, and I just read a book and it was the most pleasurable charging experience I'd ever had in my life. Very, very impressive. I enjoyed that. Uh, and there's also a setting on the car which is really interesting called Sounds of Nature. So what I did is I, I kind of put a fireplace because it was very cold. It was like minus two. I think it was about one in the morning. And um, I just put that on. It made me feel lovely. You know, it, it, it's... I, th I think Hyundai are trying to make the car this kind of lifestyle product, um, which is which is very very interesting. They're, they're, they're trying to make it this lifestyle product, this um, you know, in the car, outside the car, living product, which is which is an interesting thing to be honest. It's not something that you typically think about with a car. You think about a car as something that gets you A to B. You know, Hyundai seem to be thinking about the car. Uh, in a almost like a like I said like a technology product it's something that you live with it's something that you know you want to fit around your lifestyle you want it to be modular you want to be able to you know um, change it around and fit within the way that you live your life if you're making a lot of long-haul journeys you want to be able to live with the car you want it to be comfortable and convenient and efficient and it seems that's what Hyundai are trying to do and I think they've done one hell of a job so as I said you know this this eGMP platform it really helps with the internal cabin space now the wheelbase that the, the car is about the same kind of size in dimensions um, to things like like the, the like the Mustang uh, eMac and stuff like that but the wheelbase of the vehicle it's the size, from what I understand, is the size of a full-size Range Rover. Because there's no engine at the front or the back, Hyundai have been able to really put the front wheels very far forward. Um, oh God, sorry, got some confusion here on the roads. Uh, yeah, Hyundai have managed to put the front wheels very, very far forward. And they've also been able to put the wheels at the back very far back which gives you this interesting riding, this interesting driving style where you have a very short bonnet, a very short overhang at the back, which allows you to kind of position the car very interestingly. And it's really helped with parking, actually. One of the easiest cars to park, in my opinion, is this one. Um, once you kind of get used to those kind of dimensions. Um, but... You know, the wheelbase is extremely long, and now, along with, with being able to position the car very accurately for, for, for a car this size, uh, it also allows um, the space at the back to be monumental, which is, which is great. So, I'm, like I said, I'm six foot four. I can sit behind myself and still have six or seven uh, inches worth of knee space. Like, that, that is something that I haven't really seen before. Um, in anything other than like a full-size SUV. Very, very impressive stuff. Very impressive stuff. So, you know, when it comes to practicality, when it comes to having a family of four or all your friends in the car, you have no problem. And that has been done, that is possible because of the platform it's built on. Now, I've mentioned this word like modularity. So there's a couple of interesting things about this cabin. You can actually shift it around. So the back seats, they move back and forth. They recline. The center console, uh, Hyundai call it the center island or something like that, right? Um, now, essentially, there's a, there's a lever on the bottom of this island where you can, you can actually shift the entire center console back and forth almost like a uh, like an island in your kitchen uh, that may very well be on wheels and you can kind of you know move that around again adding to this lifestyle thing and i think the way that hyundai want people or are hoping people would use it is you can uh you can essentially shift it back and forth um 
yeah, sorry. You can essentially shift it back and forth uh, and give either people at the front a bit more a bit more room, uh, or you can shift it all the way back. Uh, at the bottom of the island is a is a proper like you know proper plug like a full powered plug. You can plug your laptop in and use the island as a bloody desk. You can use it as a workspace and sit at the back and answer your bloody emails out of it. I mean, come on. You know, they, they, they are making this almost like, you know, an extension of your house or your apartment. I mean, this is genius. This is genius. Yeah, this is, this is where I think, you know, yes, the world is electrifying, okay? The automotive world is moving towards an electrified environment, of course. But people aren't talking about this lifestyle thing. This is cool. So you can essentially sit at the back, perch yourself at the back, put your laptop on this center island, plug it in. Uh, as long as your car, I think, has a vehicle to load feature. This one has it uh, indoor and outdoor. We'll talk about the outdoor in a bit. Uh, but it's really, really interesting and very, very fascinating. So, as I mentioned, you, you have all these kind of, you know, modularity aspects of it, which is really, really great. But the eGMP platform also has some other interesting things. It's got ridiculously fast charging on there, okay? So it, it, it's, I think it's one of the first platforms that has this seamless um, uh, vari a variable setting between 400 volt and 800 volt uh, charging, which essentially allows you to plug it into any charger and it can kind of adapt. Uh, now, me, like my, my experience with electric vehicles isn't so extensive where I know that that is a huge thing. Uh, from conversations that I've had with fellow uh, electric car owners, uh, I do understand that that is quite an interesting feature. I think the car also has compatibility with some 230 kilowatt hour chargers, which for this particular uh, car, the, 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 um, the the 73 kilowatt hour, the 73 kilowatt uh, hour ch um, uh, uh, model. It it has an interesting um, capability where the 230 kilowatt hour chargers can add uh, about 100 kilometers or 111 kilometers of charge in about 18 minutes. Now here's the problem, guys. In the UK. For the life of me, I couldn't find any of those chargers. I really couldn't. And that was a bit concerning for me. Because this seems to be... Oh, yeah. What's going on there? One of the safety features. We'll definitely talk about that. Uh, but for the life of me, I couldn't find a charger that was able to do that. Now, listen, maybe I'm an idiot. And that's, well, I mean, that is true, but nonetheless, I could not find one of those chargers. The maximum amount that I could allow this car to charge up to was about 68 kilowatt hours, which kind of gave me almost a full charge from about 15% in about 35 to 40 minutes. Now, that, that was fine for me, but I didn't find any of these 18 minute chargers. Um, quite unfortunate it seems to be a bit of a big deal for uh hyundai so very unfortunate that i wasn't able to to test that out and i wasn't even able to find a charger that was able to go up to those uh kind of um those kind of um uh, uh charging capacitors so that was pretty that was pretty uh unfortunate to be completely honest uh, but listen, if you can find one, this car can do it. So that's really great. But I just want to warn my UK listeners, um, I couldn't find a charger. So there we go. Now, as I mentioned, there's a feature called vehicle to load. Now, is it a bit of a gimmick? Mm, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. It's interesting. It's fascinating. It adds to this thing that I'm in love with about this car, this whole lifestyle thing. But is it actually something that someone would ever use? I don't know, you tell me. I don't think so. I can't ever see, you, uh, see myself using it in real life. 
Uh, I guess maybe if my laptop is running out of charge, I could charge it in. But essentially, you've got the ability to put this accessory into the charging uh, port of the car. And instead of charging the car, you start to draw power out of the car. Um, now, you can, you can essentially power a washing machine if you wanted to. Um, you can power a kettle and everything, and you can have like this camping trip outside the car. Now, I, th I guess if you're into that kind of thing, then yes. Listen, I don't, I'll be straight with you guys. I, I don't camp, okay? Uh, I don't glamp. I don't do any of that uh, stuff. Um, I'm a bit kind of vanilla in that respect. But if you're into that, you're into that. And bloody hell, this is great. This is like kind of like a, like a mini camper van, right? You can do that and you can power anything you want. And that's called vehicle to load. It's, you know, Hyundai are making kind of a big deal about this. And it's very interesting and I like it. And I think it's a good feature to have for me. Listen, I didn't even use it, okay? So I, I didn't even test it out. But I think it's very cool. When it comes to the inside vehicle to load, you've got like full power power sockets um, in, in a couple of locations in the car. That could be very interesting, particularly if you are on long haul journeys. Maybe you're almost like, maybe you're sleeping in your car, you know, for, for whatever reason, you know, instead of, um, instead of, um, you know, maybe let's say you need to get three or four hours worth of, worth of sleep. Um, it's a good thing, I think. Again, I didn't really use it. I didn't really see much of a use for it for me personally. I think maybe my lifestyle is a bit more representative uh, of most people, to be completely honest. Uh, but regardless, hey, it's an interesting thing to have. Um, so yeah, we kind of got all of that. And all of that is kind of made possible out of this this EGMP platform um, or the Electro Global Modular platform. Um, so that's really interesting. Now, when it comes to the actual interior of the vehicle, I, I really like it, to be completely honest. I really do like it. I think it's very interesting. Um, you know, you've, you've got these dual 12.9 inch um, You've got these dual 12.9-inch screens, kind of skinny iPads almost, right? You've got one as your as your dash. Uh, I mean, excuse me. You've got one um, as your uh, cockpit, your virtual cockpit for the driver, and you've got another central screen, uh, which is where you do your um, uh, infotainment system settings from and everything. Everything is controlled from the center thing. Now, it's a great screen. It's you know very intuitive. Um, it's very sorry I really just needed to give it the beans very quickly there uh, it's very intuitive uh, very responsive actually very fast very responsive I really liked that um, however even though we do have controls and actual buttons unlike the Polestar 2 and uh, any Tesla essentially um, you actually have proper buttons and capacitive buttons aside from the infotainment screen for things like your climate control and all this stuff. And that's all fine and dandy. But it's a bit of a faff and a bit of a, excuse my language, a bit of a ball ache, to be completely honest, particularly during weather like this where you want to get in the car, get the seat heaters on, get warm, get, you know, really, really nice and toasty very, very quickly. That is not possible in this car. You need to, like, fumble through the settings, you know, like God knows what. And, you know, sorry, I'm just trying to... Yeah, there we go. You know, fumble through the settings, you know, finally manage to get through the seat heating uh, menu menus. And, and now, all of a sudden, you are able to turn the seat heaters on. It's not that big of an issue, you know, it really is like first world problems, but rather not. All the settings are there for, like you know, seat for, for the climate control and all this sort of stuff. Just put a seat heater button on there, Hyundai, for God's sake. You know, come on, make life a bit easy. You know, but, you know, whatever. Hey-ho, can't have everything, right? You can't have everything. There always has to be a bit of an issue. Anyway, 
so yeah, I, that's what I think about that. I like it. I think it's a bit convoluted. I think maybe it's a bit too Tesla. I don't know. Um, oh my goodness me. My God. I, I don't know if you guys just heard that. Did you hear someone scream? So a, a silly, a silly lady, unfortunately, was standing behind a reversing vehicle. Good Lord. Oh, I don't know why. Whenever I start recording, you know, everyone decides to like, you know, lose their minds. I really just don't understand. Anyway. So, yeah. I really like the interior. Now, the steering wheel is really quite fascinating. It's really interesting. It's a beautiful steering wheel. Actually, one of my favorite steering wheels I've seen. Um, very sporty, very thick, very tactile. You know, very, very, very nice. Very, very nice. And I, again, my friend, you know what? Listen, I was just about to call you my friends. Okay, we need to come up with a name for you guys, okay? Um, what, Curiosity Captains? I don't know. Listen, I'm not even going to try, okay? We're just getting embarrassing now. For God's sake, we're getting embarrassing. You know, we're just getting embarrassing. Um, you know, things are quite uh, interesting. Uh, in, in, in what terms? Well, the Pixel. The Pixel is back. So instead of having a logo on the steering wheel, instead they have these four pixels. Absolutely love that. Absolutely love it. I hate having logos on my clothes. I think it's maybe a bit, um, you know, over the top to have uh, logos plastered all over your car. I've definitely been a fan of debadging vehicles. Most, uh, most cars I've owned, I get them debadged. Big fan of that. Um, I think it's very unnecessary to have your badge pretty much everywhere. No need for any of that. Um, so I like the fact that they've kind of made that decision. Um, again, the wheel is very nice, very tactile, very beautiful. I like it. Now, let's go over to the really interesting part of this particular car. Now, this car is kind of like sustainability crazy. I love it, okay? Um, sorry, guys, that it's really, really ram-packed in this part of town. And I don't even know what to say, to be completely honest. Very, very strange. There's just people everywhere. Yeah, it just gave it a bit of the beans there. I mean, listen, this car goes, you know, this car goes. I'm pretty sure this particular model, 0-60, around the five second mark, you know, we're talking very, very impressive stats right now, to be completely honest. It's nothing that's going to startle you, but it will shove you into your seat and impress most people. You know, we're not talking, you know, 1.9 seconds or anything like that. But, listen, it's a very, very impressive performance for a car of this size. Um, so anyway, as I was saying, the sustainability factor of this car is really what impresses me. One thing that not a lot of people have really spoken about is the roof of this car. So uh, the Ionic 5 has a solar roof. That's fantastic. You know, think about it. I, I'm pretty sure if you choose the panoramic roof option, that kind of goes by the wayside. But regardless, um, you know, a solar roof, that is fantastic. I think that is a great option. I'm really quite surprised that not more people are talking about that particular feature. Really impressive. Very, very like I, 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 I like that actually quite a lot, to be completely honest. Um, yeah, now we're just getting into slightly more quiet part of town, which is what I like. Now, any kind of areas of tactility uh, that you find in the car, whether it's the switches or you know door handles, uh, the steering wheel, even there's parts of the steering wheel which kind of have something that reminds me. 
a bit of a powder coating to be completely honest. Well, I did a bit of research, guys, and I found out that these particular parts are painted with a bio paint that is made from rape flowers and corn. I mean, this is fantastic. You know, this is the kind of innovation that I, that I am now growing to expect from automotive companies like this. This is just so cool. I think this is really, really cool. I really like that, you know. Just a shame, to be fair, that, you know, not more um, uh, uh, automotive companies are doing things like that. I think that's very, very interesting. But the thing is, things don't just stop there. So that the carpets and the headlining is created from a material from sugarcane and corn. Madness. Absolute madness. You know, this is truly, truly sustainable stuff and very, very innovative. Very, very innovative. I, I'm extremely impressed. I'm extremely impressed. And you know what? I'm kind of... Can you hear that? I'm kind of rubbing my hand across it. And listen, let's not get anything confused here. These are not ultra-premium materials, okay? But they do the job. They, they do the job. And that's what I kind of like about it, okay? It does a job. The leather, so if there's, so, I, I, so I'm pretty sure the steering wheel and the center console in this particular one is, is leather. Uh, now, okay, I, I do know that they have vegan options, I believe, but I ought, the, part of the biggest kind of, you know, environmentally destructive part of the leather process is the dyeing process. It's horrendous. It really is a terrible, terrible thing. The chemicals that they use, where it leaches into the water, this is a really, really bad thing. This is not good for anybody. Uh, Hyundai uh, use flaxseed oil for the dyeing process which replaces quite a few, you know, horrible, horrible chemicals. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. And also, the other thing that I love, and you guys know that I really like my recycled plastic materials. I think there's a lot, you know, plastic waste is a real, real big problem in our oceans right now. Um, you know, if, if any listener hasn't heard any of my other, uh, any of my other um, episodes on this, which I highly, highly recommend that you do, and I will put links in the description of my other episodes that I've done on plastic waste. But every, every fish in the ocean, and arguably every human, has a certain amount of microplastic in their system. If we work out how to recycle plastic efficiently and effectively, we won't really have that anymore, right? There are, there are almost like mini island-sized um, islands <laughs> in the ocean, which are essentially just plastic waste just floating around it's absolutely horrendous you know absolutely horrendous um but hyundai or hyundai in the ionic 5 uh use 32 plastic bottles that are kind of crunched down and shredded down and they create a thread and that thread is what they use and that sorry there was a dog that just ran into the road and that thread is what they use for the seeds. Now, once again, okay, less coarse than the thread used on the um, carpets and the headlining. But listen, it's really nice. And, and one thing that I really do want to say is the, the comfort level on these seats in the Ionic 5 is super, super impressive. I really like the seats. I've done a couple of long haul journeys in this, and it was perhaps one of the most unfatiguing journeys I'd ever made in a car sub 120 grand. I mean, I don't even know what else to say, to be completely honest. The car also has some really, you know, really, really interesting uh, technology as well. And I guess this is kind of the final point that I want to make. There's a lot of safety. Now, there's a couple of safety features which if you're not used to it, I'll be honest with you, it can be quite distracting, quite off-putting. The, the lane setting is... It's good. It's really good. Um, but when you have it on the full setting, which you can tone it down, where it shakes your steering wheel and all this, and 
oh, you know, even a slight deviation from the lane can really be quite jarring, to be completely honest, and it can it can shock the driver. You know, I know for me it was quite quite a shocking experience um, for the first time, and I I didn't really I didn't really appreciate that, to be completely honest. Um, so I've had to turn a lot of the safety mechanisms down ever so slightly. Um, because they can, they can they can be quite overwhelming, and in my case, they can actually panic me. Uh, so I had to I had to kind of tone that down. I'm just going to drink some water, guys. Listen, keep keep your water levels up, chaps. You know, you've got to stay hydrated. You know, and especially when you talk as much as I do, you've got to keep those vocal cords lubricated. We're just going through a bit of a I don't know what you call it a chicane. Um, yeah, so, you know, we've, we've got these, you know, driver aids. They're really great. I love it. They're fantastic. Um, the, the driver, um, the autopilot, for lack of a better term, is actually very good. It doesn't really work on, um, so by autopilot, I mean, you know, controls the speed and the steering on its own. Now, right now, uh, I, I do have it on what I believe is called the adaptive SCC driving mode where you set it for a speed. It's essentially like a really advanced uh, cruise control. It senses the car in front of you, judges the speed, speeds up, slows down, you know, uses the navigation to understand what speed limits are and whatnot. Uh, I love that in start-stop traffic. It's really great. I get a lot of calf fatigue. Uh, I know that sounds really kind of, you know, whiny, but I do, I do. Um, and not having to worry about that actually really helps my my general mood when I'm driving. Uh, so I like that. Um, you know what, let's go, let's go right over here. So, yeah. Um, on the motorway, on the other hand, the... Autopilot is very, very good. You know, it does lane assist. It will change lanes for you. Um, I did have a couple times when the... It just decided to stop. I mean, yeah. Pretty worrying stuff, but it just kind of turned off on me. So that was a bit weird. Um, and a little bit worrying. Um, I, I remember I was... Uh, I think it was the M11, and uh, it kind of just stopped reading the the um, the lane lines. I think that's how it works. I think it kind of shines a light on the floor. I think it shines its headlights on the floor and reads the uh, the, the, the 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 lane lines um, to make sure it's staying within the lane. It kind of just decided to stop, uh, and that was a bit worrying actually because it kind of decided to veer left, which was a bit weird. Uh, you know, luckily I you know. Of course, I had my hands on the steering wheel and I was able to, you know, take over fairly quickly. But nonetheless, not ideal. But I was very impressed with it. I think it's very good. I love the fact, again, it's the democratization of just great car technology. And I think for about 40 or 50,000 pounds, which I think is what this car is, I think you can't really ask for much more. You know, it's very, very cool. I like it. I like it. Um, like I said, don't use it on, you know, country roads, small roads, keep it for the motorway and you will be absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, listen, I love the car. It's a great drive. Um, like I said, I mean, I don't know how much more of a compliment I can pay the car, uh, other than saying that I am actually thinking of buying one. Um, I'm going to have some more experience with some other vehicles, uh, first. But, um, listen, uh, I mean, listen, if I'm going to do a Matt Watson uh, on you guys, uh, you know, buy, avoid, and shortlist, and all that sort of stuff, I mean, just buy it. I mean, it's so, so good, so good, and the things I've complained about are so minute. Yeah, I mean, sure, the dashboard does look a little bit kind of does look a little bit, um, a little bit just kind of, you know, chucked on, to be fair. It doesn't look very integrated, 
but listen, some people might like that. I mean, I don't think it's that bad. You know, by the way, the, the right, there's like a right panel that's covered in this like fabric. And I think it's the same fabric that they use for the headliner. Um, that kind of, that fabric that's made of, um, you know, sugarcane and corn. Um, I recently learned, and again, it's this kind of whole personalization and modularity thing that people want. They, it's almost like Hyundai want this, like I said, an extension of your, of your, house, your home, uh, your, living, your living environment. Um, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm just trying to get out of this, uh, get out of this side road. Um, yeah, it's almost like an extension on your living environment. And that is actually a bloody magnetic pad. So the same way that you would put magnets on your fridge, you put magnets on that. That's, I mean, it's just a total, a total gimmick. But damn it, like, it's a proper good gimmick. I think that's so cool. There are certain people who do love the odd ma magnet here and there. And I can imagine people really taking great advantage out of that kind of feature. Very, very interesting. Very cool. I really do like it. Um, again, it's just, it's kind of like Tesla doing things like where you can draw on their screen. Totally, like, useless. But nonetheless, brings a smile to some people's faces. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, but this car, listen, one of the best looking electric cars on the road right now, as far as I'm concerned, uh, drives like a dream, performance you know, more than you, most people will need, to be completely honest. You know, more performance than most people will ever need. Um, yeah, I mean, what else can I say? Listen, the range, the range is great. The range is great. Um, you know, I did a, I did a fairly, fairly long haul trip. Um, and I, I arrived with, you know, over a hundred miles left. So that was pretty cool. Huh. I wonder where the diversion is. But yeah, it's a fun car. It's a fun car. It's great to drive on your own. Great with the family in there as well. But yeah, listen guys, look, while I find a, uh, a parking space for this bloody thing, um, which seems, which will seem to be a bigger issue than I initially thought, um, I will bid you guys adieu. I will say my goodbyes. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I have to say it was super fun. You know, definitely a fun one. Um, love the car. Definitely consider it. Uh, because it's one hell of a vehicle. One hell of a vehicle. Hyundai, Hyundai, whatever you're called. Ionic 5, unbelievable. Congratulations. You know, you guys, as far as I'm concerned, are an example for the other companies. You know, a real, real great example. You're doing fabulous work. You're taking sustainability seriously. And you're making really, really stunning cars that fit the future beautifully. And I, I for one, you know, cheer for that kind of stuff. So, so congratulations, guys. Great car. Absolutely love it. And who knows, maybe in the short, in, in not-so-distant future, I'll have one of them to myself. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a great day.